Connecting Indigenous musicians and artists to the world. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars with your host, Rhonda Head. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Indigenous Superstars. My show 68, so I'm really excited. Uh, um, we're coming up to our one year uni- uh, university, <laughs> one year anniversary. I was talking to my guest about school. <laughs> So that's funny. One year anniversary of Indigenous Superstars. And and the last week's show, I forgot to to congratulate all the Indigenous Juno nominees that uh, that were nominated for the Juno. So I'm really excited. And I want to congratulate all of them that for for being nominated. Hello, Kim. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, William Prince, Leela Gilday, Crystal Shawanda, Julian Taylor, Burnstick. Uh, and those are just to name a few, and I just want to congratulate them all again. And I'm rooting for all of you. I'm so proud of you. You guys got this huge nod from from the Juno Awards. I also want to announce that my song, Kisagi Tin, I Love You, is doing really well in, in Europe right now. And and um it got on SoundCloud. I just happened to look in my in my uh my SoundCloud account and, and I looked at my song and it had at that time it had 80,000 spit 80,000 plays and, and most of the most of the people that are listening to my song are from are from Europe so I really want to thank them for for listening to my song it's it's the song that I collaborated with the with the the Prague Art Orchestra from the Czech Republic and it, it's just a really beautiful song and, and it and it it has my clear Cree lyrics in there as long as as long as my with my English spoken word and and it's just a beautiful melody that I I compose off the, the landscape of a Pasqua Cree nation. So when I when I checked it yesterday it, it was at 120,000.7 plays and and still the majority of of uh listeners are still are from Europe. So I want to thank the people in Europe for listening to my song. And Kim Patterson said she's from, uh, tuning in from Kansas. So welcome, Kim. Uh, I'm glad you're tuning in again. It's nice to see you. The, the other thing I wanted to mention that I started a new job with the Manitoba Arts Network. So I'm their, their community liaison and their indigenous coordinator. So I'm really excited. We have some really exciting things coming up. Coming up on uh, with uh, Manitoba Arts Council. Thank you, Sister Janet. She said, "Congratulations." Um, yeah, we have a lot of lot of amazing stuff that they're doing, and and uh, they're really giving the Indigenous musicians a platform to for for uh, performing. So I want to give them a huge shout out and a thank you for for including our uh, Indigenous artists to be part of the the platform that um or to be part of the to, to be part to be showcased because um, where we are we're going to be going on tour uh with the indigenous emerging artists so we're going to be visiting 10 communities so i'm excited about that and then i have another announcement but i'm not going to do that right away with uh with manitoba arts network the other thing i want to announce um is Gabriel Ayala. Gabriel Ayala is has been having a hard time financially and he's a, such an amazing gifted classical guitar player and and uh, performer and he's always been there for me when when I needed him to be part of fundraising 
um, when we need, when our community were in distress, he'd always be there. And, um, I really appreciate for what he does for us and our, our community. So Sakiway Festival, uh, Alan Gray is the, is the CEO for that, that company is, is that we're, we're, um, we're, we're posting a, a concert and, um, for Gabriel Ayala on April 1st, uh, 2021. Um, it'll be at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It'll be streamed on the Sakiway Facebook page and the YouTube page. And also we'll be, we'll be putting, um, his PayPal so we can help Gabriel with while, while he's, while he's in financial distress. And we really need to help our brother out because he's such an amazing, amazing musician and, and he gives back to community a lot. So that's, I wanted to make that announcement. So without further ado, I'm going to um, introduce my next guest. And, and like I said, around our 68th show, we're, we're coming close to our, our one year anniversary. So I'm really excited about that. And my next guest is the amazing. Leanne Goose and Leanne Goose currently works with the Northern Arts and Council Cultural Center, Manitoba Music, the Make Way Foundation, and the University of Alberta Supporting Arts and Council. She has studied community engagement, professional communication, arts and cultural management that compliment that complement her dedication to arts and culture, earned from growing up in her dad's band. Leanne is a multi-nominated singer, songwriter, musician, producer, storyteller, communicator, and grant writer. Her work has been licensed to to government, featured in film, books, radio, and television. Please help me welcome the amazing Leanne Goose. Hi, Leanne. How's it going? Hi, Rhonda. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm so happy you're on the show tonight. <laughs> I'm so glad to be on and getting to speak with you. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It's really nice to talk to a friend. Yeah, it's great. It's great to talk to you as well. It's, it's so, so awesome. And, and, uh, um, like uh, uh, we were chatting earlier and, and, uh, it, it's so great to be able to, to talk with, other musicians and and uh, getting to visit with with one or two musicians a week and I'm glad you're you're on this week. It's it's uh, so exciting to have you on this week cause, and, and I've been following you on Facebook and you've been so busy and and uh, I just love watching your journey what what um, what you've been up to. So can you can you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? Nah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> lots of it is, lots of it is school lots of it is university so i'm now in the school of or faculty of public health um and i'm studying a master of arts and community engagement and i'm finding that i am really sick of writing papers right now i miss people i miss the stage i miss playing with other human beings i miss watching the crowd i miss being in a crowd, I miss shaking hands, I miss conversations and fat laughs. And I'm just happy that we're able to connect in this way right now. And I know that people are at home and they're just making the best of it like we all are everywhere. And it's so important to just find ways to connect. And I spend about 
eight to 12 hours on Zoom each week in classes or in meetings. And um, I didn't think I would ever get used to the platform. I'd never thought that I would feel comfortable seeing my face on the screen and then being able to actually connect, you know, and get that same feeling of having a real visit. So I'm glad that I get to visit with you in your, in your dining room. Thank you. Me too. I'm glad. And, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I felt the exact same way last year, you know, when we, when COVID first happened and, and everything shut down and it was a little bit strange to be, be online and, and uh, not having that, that um, energy from a live crowd. Right. And, and uh, now, now it's the way to go, and and uh, we were talking earlier, and and uh, now that everyone's using this digital platform, it's like recorded forever. It's it's like uh, like what did you say? It, it's a uh, it's how did you how did you word that again? You know when when it's there all the time. Yeah, like we're we're leaving our mark on history by participating and sharing our stories, and. Because there was such limited information on Indigenous people, on, you know, those change makers back in the day who led the path for us, I think it's more important now than ever to save as many stories, capture as many stories as we possibly can, because, you know, that could be the inspiration for a whole new movement, right? We just never know what kind of gifts are going to come out of these conversations. That's so true. So we were also talking that you're in school right now. Can you tell us about uh, what what you've been studying? Yeah. So um, in 2015, I uh, was working with uh, a group of people that were working on a documentary. And in this experience working on this documentary, after everything was said and done, I was kind of like, had a sour taste in my mouth. And I'm like, something's not quite right here. And I think it was because, you know, I love my friends. I love my musician friends. They're my family. That's my relatives. And uh, I kind of felt like, you know, I didn't know enough at the time to be able to say what I'd like to say now. And I'll save that for another conversation because Auntie doesn't need to get deadly right this moment here. But uh, I was thinking, okay, well, what am I going to do to create change? Well, I need to learn more things. I know enough right now to get by in the world of music and art and culture. And I, at that time, I was, I had released my third album and I was just coming off of that cycle. And I was like, okay, now I need to change. Now I need to go to school. So I thought I'd take a nine-month certificate program in arts and cultural management, and that turned into a diploma. And then I transitioned into the communications program and graduated from that program. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't think I'm quite done yet. And then the pandemic hit, and I had just graduated. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I can't play music. All my sources of revenue are not going to happen. So I need to go to school. So I enrolled in this master's program and studying community engagement. And it's really challenging. I, I'm, I wasn't built to be an academic. 
<laughs> and, you know, changing, so you that, <laughs> you know, changing that mindset to, you know, I studied all my life. I studied on stage. I studied the culture of our people when I was out on the land and spending time with our elders. And, you know, I learned what it's like to grow up in the West End of Inuvik and I could fend for myself. Well, how are all of these skills going to transfer into this world here where I have to go and I'm hunting for knowledge. I'm gathering things, so tools so that I learn to take care of myself and take care of my people and be a part of community. And that's where the challenges lies, you know, translating all of that academic speak and making it real to me. And um, I think, I drive my professors insane because I ask questions. I poke the bear. And if I'm going to be a jerk, I might as well be a jerk in school where I pay them to teach me and they are paid to deal with me, you know, safe space. That's awesome. I love that. What limits you can push. Because once I leave school, I don't have, I don't have, my learning will always be continuous, but you know, I am more accountable. I'm accountable now and I'm accountable every day. And I often poke the bear just to see what's going to happen and to change up or shake up the the same old. But I think it's really um, important for us to really ask those questions, the ones that we were always dying to know. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, but sometimes, you know, that uncomfortableness is where the most learning happens. And it's something that, you know, in our trauma experiences, um, many of us have gone through many different types of um, social, cultural, economic strife that has tried to hold us down. And we've always come up with these creative ways of thinking our way through it, right? You know, with our humor, with the way that we come together and sometimes silence and just get things done. You know, that's community. And what you were saying before about, you know, people pitching in, people helping out one another, you know, that's our systems, that's our ways. So how do I translate that into um, doing community engagement in a way that um, reflects my community? And I've always tried to be the Northern host, you know, even in the Southern areas. And you remember back in the day after the, award show in Winnipeg, I would host an after party where we'd have, you know, 50 artists come together and just share in an evening of music and celebration and being amongst one another and having that time to catch up and connect, jam and play with one another with no pressure. And that's what I love about our community is somehow, some way we just make it happen, you know, and I think that we're moving into a time where it's so important for us to record our stories and tell our stories and tell other people. Yes, that's so true. So what about you? You were Oh my goodness, I'm so busy. <laughs> you just finished the Cody Institute training for uh you finished the women in leadership training. For women leadership. Yeah, and it's pretty well uh pretty well what you just talked about uh, in a nutshell, uh, it, uh, it, talking about women leadership and how we can use our own community assets to to get 
um, events or businesses going and just using our own assets that we have in our own community. And, and that's what that leadership course, well, part of the leadership course that I took, but it was really interesting. I really enjoyed um, um, attending class with women from all over the world. It was so exciting. And uh, just, just listening to those women's stories from different countries was, was, was uh, a growing experience for me because they, they live in such different um uh, different continents or different climates and different time changes and different things going on in their community. So it was really good to, to be part of that. And, and, uh, but it was also intense. I had to do a lot of reading and I, 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 um, designated Sunday, my study day and my, my, to do my, my paperwork. Cause I had other projects going on. I, I'm just like really busy ever since COVID happened. I just, I just um, immersed myself into work and I've gotten more busier than I was before COVID. And, and because I did that, a lot of things happened, like this show happened and I've, I've gotten, I went, I took three different courses and, and uh, I'm going into, I'm, I'm going to be engaging in another big project that I'm going to be announcing probably next week. So I've just been really busy and, and I'm, uh, I'm getting ready to release a new song and it's just been uh, for me, this time is a blessing for me to um, to be to be creative and and to learn. So that's what I've been up to. <laughs> so this uh, this this um, this uh, this episode is about you, not me. So I'm gonna get back to you. <laughs> I'm really bad. And, and I, I just want to mention some of the comments. <laughs> Some of the uh, comments that some of the viewers have been saying is Leanne Goose is such a gift and Constance, Constance Cravings, that's Connie Morassity said, hi, Leanne and Rhonda. Uh, I haven't (laughs) so long. (laughs) And another viewer said, my, my spirit is just soaring with this content. Love your guest today, Rhonda. Leanne is such a joy listening to your words. Thank you for these vibes. So there's some good comments coming in. <laughs> so with that, I'm gonna, I want to show a video of, of you when, when you were performing at, at the Aboriginal Day Live. So performing I'm put or that <laughs> Perform. Right back. 
Awesome. Um, <laughs> that was so good. I love your dress and your makeup. And and uh uh Sistawaki uh, Medicine Crane says love you. You're both so inspiring. And a Facebook user said stunning song and really nice performance. That was a great song. I love that. Thank what you. year was that in? Um 20, I want to say 2015, but it might have been 2016. I, I don't know. 
pandemic don't grill me. Don't grill me. Um, yeah, I don't really remember. It was like 2014 or 2015. 2016 somewhere around no must have been like 2015 the summer of 2015 i think <laughs> yeah that was that was an awesome performance a great song too and and i seen that you've been participating in music panels and workshops can you can you uh tell us about that um yeah i can tell you a little bit about that so i've been really fortunate to keep connections with manitoba music and uh so i got to work with a couple of artists this year who were working on grants. And so we went through the Manitoba Film and Music Fund and talked about preparations for grant proposals and thinking about the writing and, and also this what stage, you know, that they're on. Because, you know, music or projects all have different stages and they all typically don't all get funded in one great big lump. You know, some people will start off with the development so, you know, time to sit and write songs, time to pay somebody to sit and write songs with you if you need some assistance, like side men or um, other instrumentation or another songwriter, producer. Um, some people are at the stage where, you know, their songs are demoed and they're ready to start into thinking about where they want to record and who they want to record with and developing that studio package. Some people want to work on the marketing aspect and thinking of new ways of branching out using social media and thinking about options for gear and different types of training or uh, different services that they'd like to use to make their marketing um, profiles, strategies, uh, get them implemented. And some people were thinking about touring at that time. And unfortunately, you know, as we all can see, we're all at home. So um, thinking about that now and how we travel and connect and how our grant programs may be structured or how different festival opportunities may be structured um, is really important for us to advocate for spaces. If we want to play, if we want to play and we want to see other people out enjoying us uh, sharing, you know, that, that beat um, we need to start supporting or finding ways to support our venues or finding ways to be able to share and continue to enjoy live music. And I think that, I think, I think we need it now more than ever. Like I can't wait to see people on the dance floor. I can't wait to see, you know, just that movement and you see the crowd. Right. I know. Me too. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. It's it is. coming. Yeah, it's it'll come eventually. I hope. Uh, I also wanted to mention that your work. You said you on your bio. You said your work has been licensed, and that you were featured in films, uh, book, radio, and television. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, um, there was a book that just came. There was a book that came out uh, a few years back. It's called Heartbeat War Warble and the Electric Powwow. And so there's a profile feature in there of me and um, you'll see other fantastic artists like Stevie Salas. Hi, Stevie. Uh, Gabriel Ayala. Hi, Gabriel. And many others who are influential in, in Indigenous music. And um, so I also have had um, the Government of the Northwest Territories licensed one of my songs, um, which is a part of their cultural awareness uh, 
orientation package for government employees. And so that was really fortunate that um, my song that I wrote for um, on behalf of my mother or for my mother um, and her experience in residential school and for all of our families impacted by that legacy. Um, and I have other songs that have been lent to, to movies. So um, I have a Rita Shirelli song that I covered that was in a movie entitled Uvanga. And there are others, but I, I just don't remember. You know, sometimes you, you, you work so much and just participating, always want to participate in things that attract your spirit. And I'm really fortunate. I'm working on uh, two pieces of music right now or poems that um, come from Oklahoma and Aquasasne. And they are for an upcoming project in a documentary series. And uh, I also just published my first story. So I have a book reading on April 2nd. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. And this is called We Remember the Coming of the White Man. And this is the special edition. So the first um, edition came out last March. And at the start of the, like I had said, I graduated last yeah, I graduated last year and in November of 2019. Or was it? Yeah, it was it? Yeah, November of 2019. And the pandemic hit and I had I finished my school semester at the end of December and I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm doing. So I I was going to start my business and wasn't sure what my business was going to be. Nobody knew what communications professionals with my degree certifications really do. And I didn't really know what I did yet. And I was really lucky. I lucked out. I, I had met with an organization and they hired me straight out of school to uh, work in their communications department. And through that, I had made another connection. And um, I was able to connect with a publisher who had asked if I would be interested in producing an audiobook. And wow. so uh, me and... Trent Adjikude, we had done this audio book and then I had started writing stories and I had showed the publisher one of my stories and she asked if I had been, Durval Press, and it's Lorene Scheiba, she's absolutely fantastic. She had read my story and she's like, you know, would you be interested in doing a book uh, and maybe spending more time and writing more stories and for perhaps young readers and then if you have other things on other topics. And so we've been discussing how that relationship will work in the coming weeks and months and years. So I'm looking forward to working with Durval. And then with, awesome. the, with the Makeway Foundation in the University of Alberta, um, I'm also a student, but I'm also a research assistant in the Faculty of Communications. And I work with the Communication Technology Program. And Professor Rob McMahon is my is my uh, mentor and he has uh, developed a program called Digital NWT, which uh, focuses on digital, digital literacy and curriculum development for the Northwest Territories guided and directed by the people. And so I have been working with that project for the last little bit and uh, thinking about developing um, one, a podcast series, um, other types of multimedia storytelling and story collecting um, so that we can share more of our people's stories and try to think of different ways to um, 
think about what we do at home. You know, there's so many different stories and so many different aspects and ways of looking at things. And I always appreciated, you know, I grew up in, I, I grew up in a bar. I grew up in the Mad Trapper in Inuvik, you know, and um, you get to meet all kinds of people. You get to have all kinds of different kinds of conversations. And I think, you know, that richness of just being able to sit down and have a conversation and talk with somebody is so important to not only our own well-being, but to that of our community and building each other up. And so that's some of the stuff that I do, like, in my part-time. And I, okay. I'm, also I'm also recording Yay. again. Yay, I can't wait to hear your music. I don't know. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, I have really, really bad anxiety. I have really bad anxiety. Um, it's been really crippling um, in the last four years. You haven't seen or heard much of me. If I go live, I often delete them right away to, after I've posted them. Um, the anxiety has was really, really bad. And I, it was one of the reasons why I chose to switch from playing music um, to going into school. Because I had to try find ways to figure out, like, what is this why do I have this issue and what is this problem and how do I figure it out? So I don't have to live through this anymore. Um, but you know, we all also have like lives to live in, um, in my life. I've had some really, uh, difficult things to, to go through. And I thought, well, now is the time to face this anxiety. And I, I took a class last uh, semester and it was, um, arts-based methodologies and Indigenous arts-based methodologies. And in that class, I was able to explore and make some connections between, you know, how I feel and when I feel and what kind of art and what kind of contributions to community that I'm ready to make. Um, some of the things that I will be transitioning is I no longer want to deal with social media. I want, I'm going to give let my friend do it. Because I'm like, I, it just, it takes away from that spirit of really wanting to connect one-on-one -on -one with people in real time and space and making that memory. And I just find that there's so many, so much lateral violence and lateral oppression that we have to deal with. And, you know, we're also teaching the world about um, who we are as different indigenous groups across um, the world. And it's our chance to make and tell our stories in an authentic way without um, so many different distractions. And so I'm going to give that piece away to someone else really soon and just focus on the creating and the learning and lots of unlearning too, right? I went to school at 40 and so there's lots of unlearning and that's a huge challenge, right? Is letting go of dated ideas, letting go yeah. of reprogramming. The, yeah, letting go of some of the shitty things you pick up, <laughs> you know, you just yeah, right. yeah. yeah, reprogram. And, you know, recognizing mm -hmm. when we have faults or things that we, you know, we didn't really notice before that we did in our behavior that are, you know, not so good for the community, not so good for the ways that we connect with one another. And I want to try to be the, a professional visitor. That's my new goal. And, uh, I want to see more festivals. I want to make festivals. I want to talk to other people. And I just want to see people play and enjoy and create things. Exciting. Well, I can't wait to see what, what, uh, 
what what your your plan or your future plans are going to be. They sound really exciting, and and I want to just let you know that I'm really proud of you that you went back to school and and you're you're you've got all this education behind you. Like I didn't even realize uh, you were going to university. I knew you went to Lethbridge and and took the the um, uh, artist management. I, no, I believe I did not no. I didn't go there. I went. I was like, that's really south, and I heard it's real windy there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Weather makes a, it makes a difference, right? <laughs> but I just want to tell you, I'm really proud of, of you going back to school at, at, a, at a later age because my mother went back to school at a, at a later age, too, and she got her master's degree when she was 62. So she was my role model, and no, it doesn't matter how old you are, just – just keep learning. Go back to school. It doesn't really matter how how old you are or, or how young you are. Just go and learn and, and just keep keep learning and question everything, right, Leanne? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I feel like I'm so thankful that I got to go to school. I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to to do this in a to do this in a way that allows me to look at myself. And decide what I want to do and to change my circumstances. Because that was the other thing. I was like, you know, there's so much, there's so many things that try to hold Indigenous people down. There's so many things that were trying to hold me down as a Northern woman, you know, coming from all these different, you know, having all these barriers and, you know, the back, the pack, the pack sack that was always heavy, full of stuff, right? That you carry around. And I was like, how am I going to change these circumstances? How am I going to make this not only better for me and my family, but you know, for my contribution to community. And I and I don't feel that, you know, had I stayed in that path, um, I would feel as empowered now with choices. I didn't have a lot of choices before. Now I have choices, and that's really powerful feeling. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and working through that and the anxiety stuff, it's like, well, now I have choices. I'm not stuck to do that because I have to get by. I have a choice. And I think, you know, understanding that and being able to express that to my sons who are, you know, both, who are both young men and they're struggling too. You know, our young people are struggling. When I was 12, 14 years old, it would be easy to get a job. But now that 12 year old is competing for the same job as a 40 year old man with kids at home. You know, the opportunity to be able to leave home and get your own place when you're 18, 19, 20, when we were younger, that was a thing. You could do that. You can't do that now. And, you know, they put more barriers for our young people to um, try to succeed. And we're stuck with substance abuse. Mm -hmm. We're stuck with, you know, young parents and we're stuck with the judicial system. We're stuck with all these different things. And what's the difference? How many choices are, are, are given to our community members? How many choices and hands up are given? You know, what are our guiding pathways and where's that system of deadly aunties? Cause I know a few deadly aunties who kicked me in the butt when I needed it and changed my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for the sisterhood. I'm so thankful for those relationships. I'm so thankful for family. I'm so thankful for music. Music saved my life and it continues to save my life. And, you know, like I have what I have because of these friendships in music. Um, All that time that they spent, you know, 
pulling me off to the side and say, you know, hey, you know, this is kind of how it works. Or, you know, maybe you want to try this. Or, you know, you were wrong. And I think those are the most valuable lessons. And I'll say that uh, Manitoba has given that to me a hundred times over with the wealth of friendships and, you know, incredible musical learning that I had there. And I'm coming back. I just don't know when. Yay. (laughs) Well, we'll have to visit for sure when, when you come back. Yeah. And I just want to thank you for for uh, sharing your knowledge with us. Can I go and, shoot? And, uh, <laughs> thank you for for telling us what you've been up to, and and uh, you've been. It sounds like you're you're doing amazing things, and I can't wait to till this this COVID is over and this pandemic's over. I can't wait to see what you're going to be doing. You you sound like uh, you're just ready to go and uh, get right out there and get stuff happening. It's so exciting, and and uh, I'm 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 really proud of you. Like I said, how 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 you've grown, and uh, since you've gone back to school, since I since we last talked, and I'm I'm want to tell you I'm so proud of you, and I can't wait to see what you're what 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 deadly anti thing you're going to be doing next. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to have people in the community that I also look up to and I appreciate your work and guiding the way as we're all struggling to get through this together somehow, some way. And I appreciate you so much. And thank you to those watching who took the time to listen and take part. I appreciate your kind words. Thank you. And I just want to read a couple more uh, comments. Angie Young says, hey, hey, Leanne Goose. Kristen McKay said, this is so Indigenous women empowerment. We need so much more of this. I'm so inspired. Thank you both. Thank you, Kristen. You're awesome. Awesome. So I just want to remind people, um, uh, Gabriel Ayala show on April 1st, Thursday. And I also have a shirt here that I'm going to be giving away. It's a shirt that I got. And this... um, Graphic graph there is my song Kisagitin, Love You. That's the one that's doing well in uh, in in Europe right now. And if you want to, if you want a chance to win, go and like, go and like uh, um, my or or join the Indigenous Superstar group page. Go and like my Spotify on on go and like Rhonda Head my uh, on my Spotify. Go and like our the. The volume one and two Indigenous Superstars playlist because all the all the artists that I've I've interviewed are on on those playlists. So go and like them. Um, go and like. Go and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. So if you want a chance to win this, I'm gonna go and check, and I'll announce the winner tomorrow, and and I'll mail that to you. So please support our artists and support my show as well. And I just want to say my uh, my next guest tomorrow is Powell. Uh, he, uh, he's a ch- champion chicken dancer from uh, the Calgary area, Chris Nugget Bulbear. So I'm really looking forward to to uh, interviewing him. And I just want to say, stay safe and stay healthy. Sanitize, wash your hands, stay uh, social distance, and wear your mask. Aguste, kisagi tin. Tune in again next time when Rhonda interviews another up-and-coming Indigenous superstar only 
on Indigenous Superstar.